Hello and welcome to another episode of AUSU Open Mic. AUSU Open Mic is a podcast brought to you by the Athabasca University Students' Union that serves AU students from coast to coast to coast and all around the world. As a part of our Indigenous Week, AUSU has hosted several events, including a lesson from Cheryl Shagnon Grayeyes, an elder teaching us about the importance of the medicine wheel, that I have the honor now sharing with you. Enjoy. Welcome to Indigenous Week at AUSU. We have some great events and social media content happening for you all week. Uh, my name is Ali Watasik, and I'm a student here at Athabasca University and a counselor with the Athabasca Students' Union. Um, while growing up on Turtle Island, I was not taught the names of the territories here. Uh, I was not taught about treaty, its history, meaning, or what that what treaty means for my relationship to the land or with Indigenous peoples. I was not taught the colonial history of Canada um, or about the explicit and violent attempts to eradicate Indigenous peoples through the erasure of their cultures, their land, and their rights. I was not asked to consider, nor did I consider until just a few years ago, my role in and contribution to these past and ongoing harms. <clears throat> My family settled in Canada in 1968. I'm a second generation settler. I moved to Edmonton in Treaty 6 in 2003, and most recently to the stolen lands of the Papa Chase First Nation. As we come together in this moment, I ask you to join me in acknowledging the land I call home, Treaty 6 territory, which is the traditional meeting grounds, gathering place, and traveling route to the Cree, Saltu, uh, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, Iroquois, and Nakota Sioux, at, while also acknowledging the lands that you're joining us from, uh, whether it be currently treaty land, unceded, or ceded territory. Today we are here with Cheryl Shagnon Gray Eyes for a presentation on Medicine Wheel Teachings. Cheryl is a proud Cree woman, a, a member of the Muskeg Lee Cree Nation, Lake, sorry, Muskeg Lake Cree Nation in Saskatchewan, which is also Treaty 6. Her ceremonial gifted Cree name translates to healing woman who walks far. And she has resided in Calgary, Treaty 7, Alberta, since 1993. Cheryl earned a bachelor's in communications and a bachelor's in Canadian Native Studies from the University of Calgary and a diploma in advertising and public relations from Grant McEwen University in Edmonton. Cheryl received the rank of corporal in the Canadian Armed Forces, receiving an honorable discharge after five years of service. Cheryl has been an Indigenous activist within Calgary and area for the past two decades, speaking, marching, singing, and drumming for women, uh, missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and Two-Spirit sisters in spirit and justice for Jackie Crazy Bull, Indigenous justice, championing the environment and equality, and speaking out for those who cannot. Cheryl retired as an administrative coordinator at the Native Center at the University of Calgary. She was a former leader of the Green Party of Alberta from 2018 to 2019 and a Kairos exercise facilitator from 2017 to 2020, recognized as traditional knowledge keeper, Cree elder and pipe carrier 
Cheryl provides service sharing Indigenous protocol, territorial acknowledgements, medicine wheel teachings, Indigenous cultural teachings and stories, prayers, and ceremony upon request. She is a member of the Storytellers of Canada and Storytelling Alberta as an Indigenous storyteller and performer. Cheryl is the mother of two and Kukum to five beautiful grandchildren. Cheryl. Thank you very much, Ellie. That was well done. Well done. Thank you. Uh, my Korean name is uh, pronounced in Korea as Nananthwe Esquayo Yahokapi Motate. I am healing woman who walks far. Um, my reserve, Muskeg Lake, Saskatchewan, is located about halfway between Prince Albert and Saskatoon in northern Saskatchewan. Um, I wish to honor you in my way, which is to welcome you with a song. And the song I wish to open this up with is known as Mia Sin. Mia Sin means beautiful in Cree. And I sing this to honor each and every one of you who are joining us today, your beautiful spirits that you've brought to share with us today. It also invites the other spirits that have crossed over to join us in these teachings and learnings. Mia Sin was written by Joseph Nato Howe of Sturgeon Lake Cree Nation in Treaty 6. Normally when I sing my songs, I sing them in rounds of four to honor the teachings of the medicine wheel. But this song, I sing in three rounds with purpose and intent to include each and every one of you, wherever you are in this learning, in this teaching and in this sharing. Mia Sin, I sing a cappella. I do not use a drum or a rap. And I invite you to settle in and enjoy these teachings in a good way. Mia Sin, Mia Sin, Asemina, Epeta Cote, Giwa Gomagan, O Ta, O Ma, Kitaskino, Mia Sin, Mia Sin, Asemina. Asemina epeta kote kiwa gomagan o ta o ma kita skino miasen. Mia Asemina Asemina Epeta Cote Kiwa Gomagan Ota Oma Welcome, and thank you for bringing your kind and beautiful spirits here to share with us today. Tanse is how you say, hi, how's it going in Cree? Oki in Blackfoot, 
Danita Da in Dene, Abamtawich in Stony Nakoda, Guju in Michif, Bonjour, and how's going, eh? Welcome. Um, I'm very grateful to Athabasca University Students Union for inviting me today to share these teachings in a good way. Um, I'm going to see if my, my things work in here. Hang on a second. Okay, I'm working. <laughs> I received levels one and levels two of the medicine wheel teachings from Kakakaway and Associates who work out of Regina and travel across Canada sharing these teachings in a good way. I honor where they come from because these teachings incorporate a lot of different nations in them. And in Regina, in Treaty 4 area, that is Soto and Cree specifically. But again, it's very inclusive and you'll see there's a lot of crossover. Um, just so that you are aware, there is no right or wrong way to look at the medicine wheel. What is a medicine wheel? Imagine a round pizza cut into four and then making these four pieces of pizza four quadrants, which is like the medicine wheel. The medicine wheel is a teaching tool, first and foremost, a way to teach us how to live right and good lives, to respect one another and to respect and appreciate our beautiful mother earth. The medicine wheel is a metaphor, a symbol, a way to help us remember. It helps provide purpose and understanding in our lives and how to live in gratitude. The medicine wheel reminds us to keep ourselves in balance, healthy, whole, to live our lives in moderation with not too much or too little of anything, and that we have enough. It shows us that all is good, that we are to accept and respect ourselves and others, and that we're perfect right now in this moment. As I said, there is no right or wrong way to view the medicine wheel. Whatever makes it easier for you to remember these teachings as an individual, as a family, as a community, as a nation, whatever works best for you is the right way. I am sharing what helps me to remember my view, my interpretation and my learnings. Some of these teachings will go right into your heart and you will have a knowing of them. Some of them may go right over your head and that's okay. They weren't meant to be yours, but the real gift is one those that have gone over your head come back to you and you hear my voice at certain times. Those are the real gifts. Again, it is a teaching tool, a metaphor. It's about balance and moderation, about acceptance. And there are many different interpretations and none of them are wrong. Here in Calgary, we have the Blackfoot Confederacy Medicine Wheel, a large circle of stones built back in January of 2015 on the east side of Nose Hill Park. It honors the four members of the Blackfoot Confederacy, Siksiga, Gainai, Bigani, South Gainai, and North Gainai. Those are four nations right there. South Gainai is known as the Black Feet, it's across the border, but it's part of the same nation and they all speak 
the Blackfoot language, and they are known as the Nisitapi people. You are welcome and invited if you ever make it to Calgary to offer tobacco at the central cairn of this medicine wheel. You enter the circle from the east side and exit to the west side, which shows respect for the Blackfoot teachings, the elders, and the ancestors. The Majorville Medicine Wheel is known as the Stonehenge of North America. A lot of people have never heard of it. It is located west of Calgary on private land near Siksika, Blackfoot Nation. The Medicine Wheel sits on top of a grassy hill one kilometer above sea level, overlooking a large area of undisturbed prairie near the Bow River. Its rings are connected to the central cairn by 28 stone spokes, and it's about nine meters in diameter. The central cairn has been dated back to over 5,200 years old, making it older than Stonehenge in England. And it's still used today for teaching and for ceremony. The center of the circle is right in the middle. It symbolizes the creator, the source, the starting point, the seed, the universe within each and every one of us. There is no circle without a starting point, much like the compass tool that we use to make circles in math and geometry. In the center of the circle, is where true power resides. Love, principle, justice, spiritual knowledge, life, forgiveness, truth, powers which reside in the very center of the human being. The circle represents all that is, ever was, and ever will be. All creation, the never ending cycle of life and living. The circle is a measurement with no beginning and no end. And if we sit in a circle and listen to everyone's point of view, we get a more accurate knowing of what is. If we put our minds together, we get clarity from each other. We appreciate each other. We honor and respect one another and our point of views. The circle shows us that we are all connected that everything is connected and interdependent. All my relations means that we are one with everything and everyone. All things have a spirit. We honor and respect all. Us two-leggeds, the four-legged, the winged ones, the animals that swim, the creepy crawlies, the standing people or plant nation the grandfather rocks, and our beautiful Mother Earth. There are some characteristics that are evident in the systems the Creator has made. The inside and the outside of the circle, balance, harmony, polarity, the two sides of life. Every positive has a negative, every plus has a minus, black, white, life, death, right and wrong, past and future, up and down, and the choices we make every day for either love or fear. Spiritual law is the same. It has a light and a dark. Both have purpose, so both need to be honored and respected. 
Some call this balance karma, and the key is to work to maintain and restore this balance. Lessons can be learned on both sides, and every problem has a solution. We learn far more from our mistakes than the things we do right. Sometimes when I mess up, I gratefully pray, thank you, creator, for lessons learned. Sometimes I have to say this through gritted teeth. Thank you, creator, for lessons learned. Because sometimes those lessons are pretty hard. Each of the four directions has special powers or grandfathers that are here to help us. Starting on the right side of the circle, the east is where the sun rises and our day begins. The bottom of the circle is the south. We feel the warm breezes of the south. Night comes with the setting of the sun in the west on the left side of the circle. At the top of the circle, we can feel the cold winds of the north. We call upon these powers by standing in the center and by facing each direction, honoring all life. We become centered, ready to call our helpers from the four winds and open our heart to creator. It is said that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I want to share a song with you. I know it as the Four Directions song or the Four Winds song. I'm going to be using my, my trusty Thunderbird rattle because I find if I use my drum, um, I get a lot of feedback. So we're just gonna do this in a kind way. You can find this on YouTube as a Cherokee morning song, but that's not how I learned it. I learned it as Windy Yahoo. The Four Directions song. Windeyaho, Windeyaho, Windeya, Windeya, oh, 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 interconnectedness of nature, the transition of the four seasons, the never-ending cycle of beginning and ending. Spring is in the east, summer in the south, autumn in the west, and winter in the north. Winter is when nature sleeps, the cold winds come, the darkness settles in, the animals hibernate and rest. 
spring is a time of birth and growth, the gradual warming and awakening of our mother earth, new beginnings, more light and longer days. Summer is a time of warmth and heat, long, hot, sunny days, luscious growth and abundance. Fall is a time of harvest, fruition, gratitude, lengthening nights and a time of preparation. The creator designed all life to happen in a circle. The leaves bud, then mature, change color, and fall off the tree to return to Mother Earth. The birds struggle out of their shells, grow to adulthood, mate, and bear their young, then migrate home. The salmon are born, swim to the ocean, live their lives, swim back to their spawning grounds, and then die. We honor the cycle of all of our seasons. For us two-leggeds, our life cycle starts in the east as a baby or an infant. We grow into youth, then mature into adulthood. If we are blessed with good health and long life, we become seniors or elders. When we die, our bodies return to Mother Earth to start the cycle again. The medicine wheel teaches us how creator made things and how to live. It teaches us to know creation and that all life travels in a circle. All aspects of a life cycle should be honored and respected for the gifts of each life stage. When we make decisions and choices, we must consider seven generations back. What will our parents our grandparents, our great-grandparents and our ancestors think of our decisions that we're making today. We also need to consider seven generations ahead. Our children, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren and those yet to be born. And how will these choices impact that future generations? We must also consider the seven sacred teachings. Love, honesty, humility, courage, respect, truth, and if we're lucky, wisdom. When we are born, we have obligations to the past, to the present, and to the future. We make better choices when we think like this. Various animals are often represented by the medicine wheel. And here is but one interpretation of the symbolic nature of our relations, which helps us to remember and to connect meaning. There is no right or wrong way to place the animals on the medicine wheel. It is a personal choice or one shared with your community or nation. Whatever works best for you to help you connect and understand is the right way. The eagle rises in the east and represents vision, clarity, truth, dreams, creativity, and justice. When I graduated from the University of Calgary, 
we had a ceremony, a special ceremony during the graduation banquet in powwow. And I was gifted a beautiful blanket to show that I am now a member of the alumni. And I was also gifted this beautiful, beautiful eagle feather. It's blessed and dressed in a good way. I had two degrees. So my first eagle feather, I used a lot. And I do mean a lot. I was constantly smudging with it, praying with it, bringing it to ceremony, sweat lodges and sun dances, sharing it in circles, sharing circles. And I used it and used it and used it. I blessed my house and my car and people. And I used it a lot at work at the Native Center. And then one day I went to pick it up and it was in two pieces. So I'm holding these two pieces and I think, what, what do I do now? So I went to my elder and I said, what do I do now? And my elder just nodded and she said, what you do is you go someplace sacred to you. You have ceremony with these two pieces of feather. They were hardworking piece, hardworking feather. You smudge the pieces, you sing, you drum, you offer prayers, and then you stand up and let these feathers, the two pieces go on the wind. Well, my favorite place is up at the top of Nose Hill. Okay, sometimes it gets windy. I'm talking really windy. The day I went up there, you know, when the grass is like this flat and the tumbleweeds are tumbling along and I'm thinking this is gonna be a very short ceremony. So I smudged these little pieces of feather and I drummed over them and prayed over them and sang over them. And then when I was ready, I stood up. These two little pieces of feather had obviously never read a physics textbook because they did not follow the rules of science. I was fully expecting these two little pieces of feather to just blow away, be gone. But that's not what happened. These two little pieces of feather started to circle one another and rise above me, circling, circling, circling. And I'm watching them as they go into the blue sky circling higher and higher and higher and higher until I couldn't see them anymore. And then I looked around to see if anybody else saw that. Of course, nobody else did witness that. And I witnessed a miracle because those little pieces of feather were imbued with a spirit of their own. So the eagle feather is indeed a powerful and miraculous thing. It is a sign of achievement. It is a sign of reaching a pinnacle and reaching good heights. That's why the eagle for me and I are very, very close and aligned. The wolf represents respect, family, cooperation, consideration, strength, and kindness. They reintroduced the wolves to Yellowstone Park, which had been gone and vacant from with wolves that hadn't had wolves for at least three decades. And what had happened to the park is all of the four-leggeds had no predators to thin out their numbers. They had no predators to scare them away from just going right to the water and drinking the water. Well, as they were going to the river, they caused great erosion because all of the plants that were along the river were eaten by the four-leggeds. And the banks of the river were falling in to the water. And the, the severe erosion was doing a lot of damage to the park. When they reintroduced the wolves, 
the wolves literally changed the course of the river in Yellowstone Park in the USA. They, of course, were now free to get their meals on hoofs and did so. The animals who had had no barriers to getting the water now were careful and avoided being out in the open and access to the water, which allowed the scrub to come back to the shores, allowed trees that had been eaten off in a tiny way to now grow back and allowed the beaver to come back and to have its ponds. It allowed the trees to stop the erosion and cause the river to meander. And it literally changed the course of the river and saved the park. Many animals, birds, plants and in insects and amphibians all came back now because there were places for them to live in this new growth of trees and brush. So the wolves changed the course of the Yellowstone River. The buffalo, the buffalo will head into a winter storm knowing it'll get through the storm faster by going straight through it than by running away and hiding. The buffalo is steadfast, faithful, persevering, strong like the mountains of the West. There is a gift and significance of the newly born white buffalo. It is a fulfillment of a prophecy made hundreds of years ago, a couple hundred years ago before the buffalo had been decimated by hunters. And the elders said that when the white buffalo calf is born, many more white buffaloes and white animals will come back. And this is a sign of returning respect for indigenous ways of knowing, returning respect for a beautiful mother earth and the healing of not only our mother earth, but all nations. Out at Siksika, just west or just east of Calgary, they not only have one white buffalo, but that white buffalo had a baby. So now they have a mama buffalo, white buffalo, and a baby white buffalo. And it's on Siksika land. And the farmer who has the land that these buffalo share invite people to come in and pay homage to the buffalo, to make offerings of tobacco and water to the buffalo. It is very significant. And we are definitely in the time of coming back and coming home. The bear, the bear is strong, fearless, courageous. The bear is dependent, dependable, sorry, wise and patient. The bear is sensitive to appropriate timing, filling up on berries, knowing when to go to bed, when to wake up from hibernation. I want to share a song with you to honor the spirit of the bear. In Cree, the bear is called the Maskwa. In Anishinaabe, Ojibwe, the bear is called Makwa. Manitou Makwa, Makwa Manitou is the spirit of the bear. And this is the Anishinaabe bear song. And it's got a good beat and you can dance to it. I would ask my grandson, how does the song go again? Cook him, he'd say to me. Awea, awea. Where, 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 where
physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Know that sometimes our body plays tricks on us, especially when we get too tired, we get sick, or we eat too much. We really didn't need that last donut, did we? No, we really didn't need that last donut. If we are out of control emotionally, we get fearful, angry, doubtful, or upset. We can overreact. We are out of balance. Our heart means well, but sometimes it can be fooled or hurt or sucked in by others. So the heart can play tricks on us too. If I think bad thoughts of myself or others, I am out of balance. Our brain is a good tool, but it's just a tool. And it can be loud and obnoxious. It can tell us that we're not good enough, being very critical and making us afraid or hurt by the words and actions of others. Remember, we are the boss of our brain, the boss of our monkey little brain, the one that tells us that we aren't good enough and we can change how we think by focusing on love instead of fear. We can change the way we think, but where we choose to put our mental energy. Put your hand on your belly button. This is where spirit resides, where we were connected to our mother in the womb. 
this soft, quiet voice that warns us to be careful. Our intuition gives us clues, tells us how to connect with someone, gives us that gut feeling that something might be wrong. Listen to your spirit and give your intuition a chance to show off. You can build up your intuition muscle by asking, creator, which way should I go? Or what should I do? Act on your first instinct. Have faith in your own spirit to guide you to what is good and right. The creator talks to me in the quiet and still place. To be centered, I must be in balance. True power resides in our center, our connection to those seven sacred teachings of courage and honesty, humility and love, respect, truth and wisdom. These powers reside in our very center, powers which we access by being still and quieting our mind. If we become fearful, confused, upset, resentful, angry, indignant, righteous, the best thing we can do is to stop for a moment, pray to creator and ask for these obstacles to be removed from our path. So if you get angry or afraid, first pause and get still to hear the beating of your own heart, to be open to the quiet voice of intuition and spirit, to ask for the guidance of the grandfathers and remain mindful and present, humble and grateful. The medicine wheel represents the gifts of the sacred medicines, which are used in the smudging ceremony to clear our energy reduce our anxiety, calm us down, and to pray for guidance. I got some science for you. In 2004, the University of Maryland did a study on the effectiveness of smudging. They measured the bacteria, viruses, mold, and mildew spore levels in a room. Then they smudged the room and measured those levels again. The room air was 97% clean. They closed the door for a month and then opened the door and remeasured those levels. And the room air was still 90% clean. It's a natural alternative to Lysol spray, probably better for you. Sage is a women's medicine represented by the East as a woman provides the gift of life. The South is represented by cedar, the healing medicine. The men's medicine is sweetgrass, situated in the west to balance the female energy of the east. Tobacco is considered sacred, traditionally honored by being placed in the north to represent closeness to creator. This is buffalo sage which I pick in women's ceremony up on Nose Hill Park. It is important that when you pick medicine, you pick it in a good way. You use tobacco to first ask creator for permission to harvest the medicine 
and to show gratitude. So you would take a pinch of tobacco, hold it up. Thank you, creator, for blessings received. Then you would offer that tobacco to Mother Earth at the base of the plant being picked in thanks and appreciation. Thank you, Mother Earth, for the gifts of your bounty. You snap off the medicine at the root so that at the base so that the root stays underground so that the mother can keep on growing. And you only take one third of the medicine, only one third, you never take it all, to allow it to keep on growing, to allow others to come after you and have medicines to pick. This is what we call now sustainability, but it was a thing way back when. Sage is a women's medicine and sage is my go-to smudge for women, as even when they're on their time, having their period or menstruating, women can always smudge with sage. Women are sacred when they're on their time and more spiritually attractive. Spirits will come to them when they're on their moon time and their intuition is at a very high level. Cedar, this is cedar, it's right outside my house. I'm very blessed I have a cedar tree in my yard. Cedar is the healing medicine used in ceremony for protection and asking for healing. Anybody here really like the taste of Buckley's cough syrup? You wanna know why it tastes so bad? Yep, it's got cedar in it. Thank you, cedar. You can drink cedar tea for constipation. It'll clean your right out. You can soak your feet or your body in Epsom salts and cedar for relief from pain to relax your muscles. Cedar crackles when it is burned and smudging, calling the spirits and asking for healing. Sweetgrass is a men's medicine and is also known as a children's medicine. In Edmonton, there is a church, the only indigenous church in Canada, known as Sacred Heart Indigenous Roman Catholic Church. The Pope came there this summer. That's my mom's church. She was really happy because she actually got physically blessed by the Pope. So it was a big deal. In this church, a Catholic church, normally when you walk in, you you dip your fingers into the holy water right by the door and you make the sign of the cross to enter the church in a good way and to bless yourself. But this church is a little bit different. When you enter for mass instead of holy water, there is someone standing there with a braid of sweetgrass, which is offered to you and you can smudge your head, your heart, your body and your spirit to cleanse your mind, open your heart, heal your body, and invite spirit to join you in the mass. What do you do if you're like me and sweetgrass challenged? I, I don't know why, I just don't have an act for picking sweetgrass. I remember I thought I did once when we were out picking sweetgrass and I came back with this mitt full of grass, and go up to the elder thinking, oh, I picked it all right, it's spears, it's got purple roots, give it to my elder and she goes, oh, nice mitt full of bullgrass you got there, Cheryl. So I appreciate those who have the gift 
of picking sweetgrass. Sweetgrass is braided in three. And it's those seven sacred teachings again. And also the seven generations past, the seven generations yet to be born. Those seven braids, I mean, seven strands in each of the three braid strands are woven together to make that sweet grass strong. So what do you do if you're like me and you have to buy it? What I do is I go with my daughter. And when we have to buy medicine in the middle of winter, I will buy 10 braids of sweet grass. She will buy 10 braids of sweet grass. And we'll literally go out to the parking lot and have ceremony. And I will offer my 10 braids to her. Thank you, Creator, for blessings received. Thank you, Mother Earth, for the gifts of your bounty. Thank you for the gifts and the teachings of our ancestors and those who have come before us. Thank you, Creator, for blessings received. And I will give her these braids of sweet grass. She will take them and hold them to her heart. Thank you, Creator, for blessings received. We have now put the right intent in your medicine. So remember that, that if you have to buy medicine, go with a friend or a relative and share ceremony. I learned that the hard way when I was first on this road. I had gone to see my elder and I was whining. I was complaining. I said, my, my sage stick won't burn. My sage stick won't burn. And she looked at me and she said, you bought it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. She said, give it to me. I gave it to her. She said, watch this. And she lit it with a wooden match and burst into flames and went right into smolder. I said, it wouldn't do that for me. She said, you did not have your right intent in your medicine. So it's important that if you have to buy medicine, you do it in the right way. So you put the right intent into your medicine. This is what a tobacco plant actually looks like. It's not brown, it's actually green. I have a tobacco plant that was gifted to me back in the spring. It was a seedlings, just little things like this. It's now about, oh, about yay, yay big. And I really like it and it smells good. Tobacco is sacred. Tobacco was never meant to be ingested. Tobacco is what you gift to an elder or a traditional knowledge keeper, someone who shares maybe their music, their drumming with you in a good way. And what that means, the significance of offering tobacco is that it is from your heart to the person you're gifting it to, to creator, and it creates a sacred covenant. It's a long lasting prayer and promise and it will outlast a mortgage because it follows you to the other side, just so you know. What do we do? We're not supposed to ingest it. You're invited to a pipe ceremony. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what to do. Don't inhale. First thing, don't inhale. As someone who smoked for 20 years, I inhaled when I first started smoking. Don't inhale. So if by some miracle by some means you were invited to share and participate in a pipe ceremony don't inhale what you do is you take that sacred pipe and you take a puff of that smoke and you put it in your cheeks so that it gets your essence what we know today 
is the DNA. When they take DNA swabs, they take it from your cheek. So you actually get your essence in this smoke. And then you blow out that smoke as a smudge and smudge from your head down the side of your body to your feet. And then you take another puff, you hold it in and do the same. Smudge yourself down the side of your body to your feet. And you do that twice on both sides. That is a proper way to smoke a pipe and that you don't inhale. There is a story about why did we pick tobacco? It's a crazy story. Long, long ago, when us two-leggeds, that's us, were fighting amongst ourselves. We didn't communicate with Creator. We didn't have respect or gratitude for Mother Earth. And Creator's creations were getting really worried. They went to Creator and said, Creator, we got an issue with these two-leggeds. They don't listen to you. They don't respect you. They don't respect Mother Earth. They, we can't talk to them. We need, we need something, some way to share information. And Creator nods and Creator says, you know, you're right. We need a communication tool. We need one of my beautiful creations to be willing to give up its life to be that communication tool. Well, then the posturing started because this was quite an honor. And the eagle says, well, I fly the highest. They should pick me. The sequoia says, well, hey, I'm the tallest tree. I join heaven and earth. I should get picked for this job. Not to be forgotten or outdone. The bear says, hey, what about me? I know when to eat berries and when to go to bed and when to wake up. So all this boasting and posturing is going on amongst creator's creations. And this tiny little teeny me tobacco plant courageously steps forward and says, creator, I don't have much use. The two-legged cannot eat my leaves or my seeds or my roots. They shouldn't ingest me. I really don't have much use, but I am good for the soil. I contain nitrogen and, and, and potassium and, and I'm good for, for as a fertilizer. I'm good that way. But creator, I don't feel like I have much use. I humbly offer my life to be used in service to you, creator, if you wish. Creator was very impressed by the courage of this tiny little tobacco plant and by the humility and humbleness that, he, that the tobacco plant brought. The tobacco plant, I choose you to be my communication tool between the two-leggeds and my creations, between the two-leggeds and myself in pipe ceremony between the two leggeds and our beautiful Mother Earth, so that they will pick in a good and thoughtful and sustainable way. I choose you. That is why tobacco is sacred and why you never refuse an offering of tobacco. When I first quit smoking, some people would offer me tobacco and I say, oh no, I don't, I don't smoke. And I realized that was wrong. You accept that tobacco and you keep it. And you can use it when you're praying, in your smudging, when you're picking medicines, when you want to thank an elder or a knowledge keeper, or you want to thank somebody for sharing their song or their drumming or their rattle. It's, it's a thank you gift and a way to acknowledge that they're sharing of their sacred abilities and spirit. 
Medicine bags, also called medicine pouches, carry our four sacred medicines close to our hearts, in our homes or in our vehicles. They protect and guide us along our journey, reminding us of our connection to Mother Earth, to all living things, and to ourselves. Sometimes they contain stones, shells, feathers, keepsakes, or items of significance in addition to sacred medicines. You carry the sacred medicines with you when you wear or carry a medicine pouch, and that can help you remember the medicine wheel teachings. The four sacred elements. The medicine wheel reminds us we have everything we need to survive and thrive right here Right now, we have enough. We are to be grateful for the gift and miracle of life each and every day. As a human species, we need fire to keep warm, to cook our food, to power the electricity, which powers our appliances, to light the darkness, and to conduct our ceremonies. ceremonies. The fire of life resides in each and every one of us. The earth is our mother the soil of the standing people and provide sustenance and nourishment for all living beings. We need water to survive. Our bodies are over 80% water and we would die of thirst far sooner than die of hunger. We need to keep our water clean and many reserves across Canada do not have access to the basic human right of clean water. We should drink at least two liters of water per day to maintain good body health and body balance. Dr. Matsui Emoto did a study. His book is called The Hidden Messages in Water. And he looked at a droplet of water underneath a, an electron microscope. And his theory was, can this water be affected by outside energy? So he had his volunteers Pray on the water, this little droplet of water. Pray on it, be subjected to beautiful music, beautiful images, flowers, love. And this water turned into a crystal like a snowflake when this beautiful energy was directed to it. What happens if you do negative energy? Same but droplet of water when it was exposed to negative energy critical criticism, swearing, images of violence, jarring music, heavy metal, really bad heavy metal, not the good stuff. And this water lost its beautiful crystalline form and went all chaotic. Think about this. We're 60 to 70% water. How are you talking to your crystals? How are you controlling the thoughts that literally trickle down in your body. So be aware of your thoughts and the impact that it has on your own water crystals in your body. The air that we breathe is our most vital element. How long can you hold your breath? Let's do it for 10 seconds, ready? Breathe. We need air to breathe. 
And it's good if we have good clean air, not polluted, not filled with smoke from fires and things like that. Our lungs are precious and help us to breathe in this beautiful air. We need clean air to live well. The smudging ceremony brings together all four elements. I use the burning container of an abalone shelf, like in this picture, which represents water. The medicine or plant that we are burning represents earth. When we light the smudge with wooden matches, the flame represents the element of fire. As the smoke rises, that is the spirit of the medicine and is that element of air. There is also the balance of the male and female energy. Water represents the female and the spark of fire represents the male. So you have that balance of the male and female energy when you are doing a smudging ceremony. If you are sharing or attending a smudging, please ensure that smoke detectors are off and warn people who may be allergic or sensitive to smoke if that's what you'll be doing and allow them to leave the area if they wish. So it's about being kind and considerate, even when you are sharing ceremony in a good way. Thank you for your kind attention and for your presence. I appreciate the chance to share these teachings with you and I would like to leave you in a good way. So I will share the Cree healing song with you. The Cree healing song was one of the first songs I ever learned walking on this red road. I had gone, I'm, I'm in Cree in Treaty 7 territory. I went to Blackfoot sweats and Dene sweats and Stony sweats and, and ceremonies, and I couldn't seem to pick up the music. I made a drum, so I carried my drum for five years, not able to pick up songs, although I could keep a beat. Just couldn't pick up the songs. I was invited to participate in a Cree women's ceremony. And during the second round, something very profound happened. The elder started to sing this song. I started to sing and drum this song. The elder gave me an elbow and she said, I thought you didn't know any songs. And I said, I don't know any songs. But that song, that song knew me. And I've since found out that many songs many teachings and stories, many prophecies and knowings are coming back to the indigenous people through dreams and visions, through ceremony and sharings in a good kind way. So once that energy is out there, it's not really lost, it will come back to you. I wish to share this Cree healing song with the intent of healing in a good way. I invite you, because I'm gonna sing four rounds, Okay, during the third round, I'm going to stop my rattle, but I'll continue singing. I invite you to close your eyes and put your hand on your belly button and focus on healing your spirit, your body, your mind, your heart. And if there's someone in your life who needs your prayers and your positive energy, focus on them too. And I'll bring the rattle again in at the very end to take in that energy and let it go. Let it go to the universe. This is the Cree healing song. The first sound we hear when we're in our mother's room, the first drum is a drumbeat of the heart. And that joins us 
is two two legged people. The heartbeat. Ah hey, ah hey, ah hey, ah ho. We hi, we hi, we hi yo. We hi, we hi, we hi yo. We hi, we hi yo. Ah hey, ah hey, ah hey, ah ho. We hi, we hi, we hi yo. We hi, we hi, we hi yo. We hi, we hi yo. Ah hey, ah hey, ah hey, ah ho. We hi, we hi, we hi yo. We hi, we hi, we hi yo. We hi, we hi yo. Ah hey, ah hey, ah hey, ah ho. We hi, we. Hi, we hi yo. We hi, we hi, we hi yo. We hi, we hi yo. Thank you, Creator, for blessings received. Thank you, Mother Earth, for the gifts of your bounty. Thank you to our elders and our ancestors and those who have come before. Beloved Creator, we are small and weak. We need your strength, your wisdom, your light to guide us on this journey, this beautiful, sacred gift of life. Thank you, Creator, for the blessings of love in our lives. Thank you, Creator, for miracles and blessings received each and every day. And let thy will be done. Thank you to each and every one of you for your kind attention and for your partners.